Hey everyone, before we get started today, we just wanted to let you know that the following discussion may contain triggering and or sensitive material. There's discussion of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and especially sexual harassment in the workplace and online that may be triggering. If you feel triggered by any of these topics, there are many resources out there that can help. Hey everyone, welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. I'm Jess King. And we're going to be getting into some of the top stories in sports today um, on a little more of a darker tone of an episode. And we're going to be talking about uh, some of the stuff that recently came out about the football team in Washington and their organization and a lot of sexual assault that's happened um, in the industry. Um, this obviously isn't super fun for anybody, especially us being in the industry to talk about, but it's very important to share our side of it, to look at the facts, to look at what's going on, and to really acknowledge it and address it. So before we get like into it, um, I just wanted to say that whenever I think about this, um, I can't help but reflect on how easy I feel like I've had it in the industry thus far in the little time I've kind of been in it. Um, and this isn't to like brag and say that I've had it so great, but I think I've come of age in the industry with really, really fantastic, like positive women role models and mentors and friends like Jess in the industry, um, which I think 20 or 15 or 10 or even five years ago was not the case at all. Um, and I think we've both been really lucky to have really great male friends and mentors in the industry who have been great allies, um, who have kind of like stood up for things and like spoken out against some stuff when they've seen it. Um, but the upsetting thing about how lucky I feel um, to have gotten it is that this is not the case for everybody. It's the very, it's the case for very few people. And even with how lucky I've had it, things still aren't good. And so when someone who feels like they've really gotten the good end of things feels like there's still a problem, then there's very obviously a problem. Huge problem. Um, so I don't know if you had anything to say on that, Jess, before we get into like what happened in Washington. Not really. I mean, we are kind of blessed. We have great women that work and you kind of said everything perfectly. We've had very similar experiences uh, growing in this industry so far together in the four years that we've been at college. Um, and we have had great professors and things, but it's still an issue. There's a problem and we need to talk about it so uh, we can begin to let change happen. Yeah, and change and has happened. Like we've come a long way, you know what I mean? Yeah, as, for sure. But there's so much more to go. Like there's ways that we can fix things. And this article coming out right now just proves that it's 2020 and other women who've come before us can talk about way worse situations that they've also experienced and ways that the industry has changed. But now we're still seeing similar things happening. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. And I think like, I don't, I might be incorrect in this, but what I'm like kind of starting to gather is that the thing that's changed has been the support system. It's that there's now more women in the industry that you can lean on and that'll be there for you. It's not the sexual assault or the harassment or anything like that. That hasn't changed. The things that have gotten better is that there's more people that are willing to listen, more people willing to be there for you and more people that have stood up and said the same thing happened to me. The things that are changing aren't the things that are actually happening. And I think that's where I really, and again, I might be wrong about that. 
um, based on pure numbers and stuff like that. Um, like I don't have them in front of me or anything, but um, I think that harassment and sexual assault and sexual harassment and things like that in sports and sports media and in the industry, like it's not something that people that are older than us or have been in the industry for a long time have experienced. It's something that people our age, people older than us, people way older than us, people younger than us have experienced. Let's just dive into that to get yeah. some specifics out of here to inform some people. If you don't know what's going on, we're going to try to help fill in the blanks for you. So Thursday night, the Washington Post released this expose on the Washington football team where 15 female former employees of the organization came out and said they were sexually harassed while working there. Um, and it kind of shook the entire world, I'd like to say. I wanted to say sports media industry, but I feel like that's totally not even doing it justice. It was sickening to read as a woman in sports, as we talked about before and we'll continue to talk about for this little bonus content that we're going to give you guys for this. Um, it's something that obviously hit close to home for Lily and I, and a lot of the credit should be given to Emily Applegate, who is the marketing coordinator before leaving the team in 2015. And she actually was the sole woman that spoke on the record for this issue. Uh, the post stated that they recorded more than 40 interviews that added to this uh, expose that they did and not only were quotes included but there were also official team documents and text messages that were shared with the post and it kind of gave them all the fire that they needed to ruin the reputation of some of these men while dan snyder the team owner he was never accused directly it was a lot of the upper executives in his circle um men such as Alex Santos, Richard Mann II, and the radio voice, Larry Michael. So, that's a lot. 15 women, lots of men, with lots of power, doing things that are really gross. Um, Jess, I want you to do one thing for me. Yeah. This is, someone did this to me once, and it was, I, it really, like, I really liked it. Just, like, sit up straight, drop your shoulders and just like take a deep breath because this is obviously extremely difficult to talk about. Um, I'm like wrenching over talking. About I know. It. Cause I, I it's noticed, like, I noticed both you and I, I, just I was like, like cover myself. Like while you, while you were talking, I literally could see both you and I just like kind of get really like tense. And so, so I was like, okay, let's take a deep breath, settle, like chill. And if you're listening like, and yes, you I'm feel like that, that but I just it's it's something it's that very makes, like it's very tense yeah. crawl off my body um um I it's one of these things where it's like I don't know where to begin but I also don't know what like I don't know how to keep it short because I could talk honestly I think endlessly about this in that like I think it's very telling that you and I reading these things and you reading it now like on like live while we're recording just the visibility and like how tense we both get about it and like just speaking to like this is just like a really this is going to be a really kind of chill conversational episode because I think it's a very difficult thing to talk about and to come at it obviously we're coming at it with accuracy and facts but to come at it more scientific I think it's a very difficult thing to do it's kind of about sharing our experiences and our input um and so I think the a big thing like reflecting on it for me <clears throat> is just like the reaction 
us and a lot of our friends had when this came out. Um, when, when was it Thursday night, Thursday, Friday? Thursday um, night. And that like, I got a lot of texts from you and other people just like, we're going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like hang in there and stuff just cause like it's, and I think that that's like, obviously it's like, I feel horrible for these women that a, that they went through that. And then I know it's not easy out there on the internet when you come out and with these things that have happened to you that people don't take very well. Um, I'm trying to say that like very nicely and diplomatically and it's really hard. Um, and but none I of it's like nice and diplomatic. I mean, even no, reading yeah. it is like the, it, it was just so raw of like what happened and mm-hmm. out there and honest that it was as a woman uncomfortable for me to read because like this happens and it's real and we've experienced things in such a short time that we've been in the industry yeah. so far that for me personally, yeah, a little uncomfortable being a woman working in sports, especially so young. And like, I can only imagine how uncomfortable it probably is for a lot of men to read it, but I'm also like good. But it made a lot of the guys that we know and our peers and people that we've worked with um, reach out and feel so moved that they were to like, Send us a text message. Yeah, that they felt the need to go on Twitter and give us shout outs. Or people being like, I'm so sorry this is happening. Which, I don't want to sound like a complete cynic here. The Twitter shout outs and stuff like that, I've seen a few people have said this. And when I read it, I was like, yeah, that works. It's amazing. And it feels so awesome to feel so loved and supportive and to know that so many people have your back. Um, However, it's important to while doing these things online stuff to let your actions speak yes. the same language and that your actions need to be the same as what you're putting on social media and stuff and this go that goes for a lot of things that goes for any sort of social justice issues like whatever you're saying online in support of whatever movement your actions have to back that up because being performative doesn't do anything but your actions do and so while that stuff is great and I encourage everybody to keep doing it and to keep spreading the love and stuff like, and I guess, sorry to like, just call everybody out, but like for men, men in the industry, like it starts with people think that it's like, I I think people might have the wrong idea that like, um, that people will sexually assault or sexually harass someone. And that's, that's what happens. But it starts with little things. It starts with little comments. It starts with little comments about your appearance um, or your credibility, or just just li- any little things, and like that's what I, I think, meant earlier. Like it's just clever now. I feel like sometimes yeah, and like, people think it's like being funny and stuff. So funny, and yeah. people laugh, and it's I'm sure, and like I do, I know people say things, and they do not mean them. They mean them as a joke. However, that perpetuates a culture of uh, excusing things like this. And so, if you want to show your real support you need to call your male friends out for things they're saying, things they're doing that make women uncomfortable. That, But I, I don't even, I give people more credit than that. Like, it's like a joke and stuff like that. But you know when something's a joke and when the person yeah. is kind of being serious but hiding it as a joke and you're mm-hmm. like, ha what? <laughs> I mean, we've both, we've both sat in classes where people have been, like, made a joke 
and it's dead silent. And I don't mean to like make light of the situation, but like it's this very kind of funny, awkward thing because pe- someone says something and they're like laughing about mm-hmm. it, but you're all kind of like looking around the room like, did you just think that that was an okay and it's, to say out loud? And it's, it's weird and it's, it's students, sometimes it's faculty, it's people you look up to, it's people in a position of power. And like in our classes, it was how many women were in our, it maybe on a good day there were four of us like four to 20 count from women to men sometimes it'd just be like the two of us yeah in my sports reporting class which like Marist College insider tip like that's like kind of the the peak of like your sports com kind of like that's like the big one I guess I was the only girl in a class of 20 people I was the only one and I not to sound weird, like, I never felt weird about that. It never made me uncomfortable. I never felt, like, out of place at all because I think I, at that point in my college career, had very much made my place. Accepted it and... Yeah, and it, I didn't feel uncomfortable about it. I didn't feel like, oh, I just feel well, like the people reason... have differing opinions. It was just very, like, you're the only girl in this class. And it's, like, no one ever put me on the spot like this, but, like, when women no. come up, I feel like I'm the only, I'm the only voice for it's that. It's like they all look to you. And it's everyone when, like looks at you when, and you're just like when uh, people what? Up, like when people bring up uh oh uh this person had uh assaulted his wife or this issue about women came up in sports and everyone's looks dead at you silent. And it's like okay like yeah we're one girl two girls maybe in a class with all mm-hmm. guys and it's just like what if we weren't there? Were we just all? Were you just not going to talk about it? Yeah. Well, because we're like so speaking to would that the same jokes example. Be more crude if we weren't there. Yeah, like, and I'm gonna be honest. Like I could take a joke. Like I take. I'm yeah. I'm. I've built up this thick skin already, but it's just like I love on. jokes. Like, but like, there's I love a line. the shout-outs on Twitter, but it's like if those men that are shouting me out on Twitter and stuff aren't also like in a workplace setting, a classroom setting, or whatever, like saying, speaking out against it, that was effed up, or like, hey, this girl actually has something to say. Like, let's stop looking at what she looks like, mm-hmm. listen to what she's saying. Then, like, I don't want it. Like, I think in that same situation. Like a man the thing who sits that silently by while women get harassed is not for the women. Yeah, and I think bringing up that like same situation, the thing that does make me uncomfortable, and again, like I can deal with it. It's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm. This sounds so messed up to say. I'm happy to deal with these uncomfortable situations so that other people don't have to. Just because I feel like I can handle it and to a limit. But the when things like that are brought up that are uncomfortable to talk about. And not only does everybody kind of look at you, but they don't say anything. And I'm just like, you don't have anything to say on, like, the issues of, like, sexual harassment in a locker room. You don't have anything to say to that? Like, Like you're not even going to raise your hand and be like, I think that's messed up. Because I think at that point, like, I know that's not the most intellectual comment. It's not the most intellectual comment, but, like, say it. Somebody say it. Because if I'm the only one in the room saying it, if I'm the only one sitting there saying, if just if because professor, you're a woman, you have to say. If so. I'm the only girl in a class, and the professor and I are the only ones acknowledging something like this, that's a problem. 
I need people to speak up. I need people. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you feel weird and I know it's awkward. And you know why it's awkward for a lot of men? Because their friends are the ones doing it and they can be as great as they are and, and be their allies in their own way. But if you're not calling your friends out for the toxic behaviors that they bring into the industry and in the world, then you're part of the problem. And I give, like, I think a lot of my positive experiences have been because I've had really great professors that will be like, so no one's going to say anything. Like, I've had professors say that, and I'm like, oh, thank goodness someone gets it. Like, my professors, I think I can speak wholly, have been just, like, the most awesome in calling out issues like this, and I'm super grateful for, like, for stuff like that, because that's not the case everywhere. Um, Not to be, like, a embarrassed plug here, but, like, shout out to them because I think we rock (laughs) they did their part to speak out against it in in class and stuff like that and by even bringing up like there I'm sure there are sports classes at schools where they don't even talk about stuff like this and that's a huge issue well and I'm tired I'm just tired and my heart's beating really fast and I feel nauseous because like it's just at some point like and this was a big thing circling all the way back to like us what we were saying earlier is like in all of our conversations, Thursday, Friday, whatever, like, the whole, the, like, weird unspoken thing I think we have, like, between us and between, like, our friends and people we talk to about stuff is that it's, like, the sexual harassment in, in the media, it's not an if, it's a when, and we're all always just on our toes waiting for it to happen because statistically it will and that's the problem that's what needs to change and it starts with every individual and how they treat people and how they call out other people's toxic behaviors and their own toxic behaviors to do something like with this conversation like i love that we're having it and i hope that whoever is still listening at this point is really ready to hear some things that spit on their life um I just want to think and like reference the article again of the things that happen specifically that they mentioned in this article are things that happen so casually to so many women, whether it's at a major NFL organization or whatever place it happens to often. And you don't even realize as a woman who's had questionable things said to her in the workplace you walk away from the conversation and you're like, what? And you think back and you're like, wow, was that really like as obvious as you thought it was? Like, so to wrap up my rambling here. So. Okay. We're all, we're all just rambling now. Alex Santos in the article who was also, who was accused of sexual harassment. He was accused by six former employees and two reporters who cover the team of making inappropriate remarks about their bodies, asking them if they were romantically interested in him, according to the Post. Richard Mann, former assistant director of pro personnel, had, was caught with some text messages, and he and his colleagues were debating whether a female employee's boobs had been done dude like this is the same way this is your workspace this is my workspace too i'm not just some pretty girl that's hired around to walk around for your entertainment like yeah and i think like Like, people don't ask a girl out in work or like don't ask if like who they're interested in and and it's like as a woman it's like it's so weird 
because as a woman in sports, like you kind of have become like acclimated to this like guy talk type of vibe and and stuff like that. You're taught to like be successful, be one of the guys. Like be one of the guys. But it's a fine line because I can't talk the same stuff that a guy can because if I do, even if I'm totally joking, it's gonna be seen you're like, as but like, you feel Yo, like you're betraying yourself into me, like, and then it gives guys the wrong message. Like, if I'm open to have these conversations, and I might be open for something like else that's obviously I'm not interested in. It's just, it's so casual. Like, even like texting with like your boss, like how Richard Mann was caught with these text messages. Like, I wouldn't. Like, texting is so casual now, especially, like, even in the workplace, to have, like, a conversation with people with text messages. Mm-hmm. Get a quick, like, quick, yeah. Emails, but sometimes texting and phone calls is faster. But then it's like, ooh, like, do I want to give this person my phone So number? that's a really, like, good point, because I think that another part of this is that it doesn't just come from other people in the media. It comes in the athletes, too. And that's something that I, I feel like, people that are really into like in on the conversation know but not a lot of people might know is that like the way you do your job as a woman in sports is so much more meticulous and so much more thought out than the way I think a lot of men would think to do it in that when it comes to a source if your source is an athlete typically with any source you're like can I what's your number so we can follow up or what's your email whatever and that's something for me and I think most women are like I don't want them to take this the wrong way. I've heard women tell me that they don't, they don't do interviews over dinner because they don't want to give people the wrong idea. And you know what the problem is? That nobody should be taking the wrong idea from anything. If you're taking it the wrong way, that's yeah. on you. You can... You're like, weird. <laughs> like, that's weird. It's weird if you're like, she's asking me out to dinner, she's into me for an interview. And that's like, it shouldn't be a woman's responsibility to have to think about, I don't want to ask for his phone number. I'm only going to ask for a work number or an email because I don't want him to take it the wrong way. Don't, you shouldn't be taking it the wrong way to begin with. How many people have your phone number that you haven't hit on? Probably a lot. And so just because she's a woman asking for your phone number, A, doesn't mean she's into you. And B, why do you immediately think that? Like, that's an issue if you immediately think that. And so- it's like, just I like, uh. it's <laughs> so okay. Let's think a little bit more productively here. Um, <laughs> I can make just, drones uh, into this microphone all day over <sighs> it. But wanna, like, seriously, I feel like I need to take a nap. Ooh. It's it's difficult because, I mean, you really we difficult. are thinking more about what we're doing and what we're saying, and what we're wearing, like. Like, oh yeah God, oh yeah the wearing thing people think like this industry and in shorts and a t-shirt in, in shorts and a t-shirt they're good to go and i'm like if i hey, wear shorts and a t-shirt to work it's taken the wrong way and now i'm first of all let's like, get one thing straight i'm all for professional on fire i'm all for like professionals in the work workplace don't yeah. wear shorts and a t-shirt to work no listening to this i would never do that yeah exactly and i'm like perfect let's start with professionalism in all aspects in like don't hit on your co-workers aspects um and in just like you know dress nice whatever but then i'm also thinking like even in dressing nice, I think 
for so many hours about it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to wear that because I don't want people to get the wrong idea, but I don't want to wear this. Does this shoulder make you uncomfortable? I don't want to wear this because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. And it's, it gets to a point where it is just like, it's exhausting because I just feel like every single thing you do, every move you make, you have to think a lot about it. And it's a unfair. It makes it a lot harder for women, women to break in and become successful in the industry. And it's just exhausting. Like it's exhausting having to think about every single thing you do just so you're not harassed at your job. Yes. And like, look, it happened. It's horrible. I'd like a sorry. I'm sure a bunch of other women would like a sorry. Especially and a commitment to be better. And it's just like, what I want my call to action with all of this would be don't just sit there and let these comments make you uncomfortable. And that's something like I can take as a woman. And I want the men to think about because if a comment or a joke makes me uncomfortable, there's a high chance that it's made like two or three other people people in the room uncomfortable. Because my my bar for uncomfortable is something like, I feel very outspoken. That's why I'm sitting here making a podcast with you shooting the shit and like talking about whatever the hell I want to talk about because I am confident enough to do so. And I hope that when the next time some guy tries to say something slick to me, I would be able to tell them to f off and that's the other thing is i think you and i are both very but i don't know lily i really honestly no and that's what i'm saying i've been put in scenarios where like i've received uncomfortable conversation like i've had uncomfortable conversations like things that are just not a joke and everybody knows it's not a joke made Mm -hmm. towards me like and i've just been an intern yeah, I haven't and done I think anything crazy, and that's my and that's point. Is gross, that I think but... like we're both people, and again, this doesn't mean that every woman in sports or every any woman anywhere needs to be this way or should be this way. If you're not, that's completely okay. You don't have to be. It's not your job to tell people not to say inappropriate things to you. It's their job to not say inappropriate things to you. But being someone that I think I've always been very comfortable being outspoken, I think you have as well. When you're put in the position and you're standing there and someone says something really messed up to you, you almost like go blank. Just every, everything you've been like, and if someone ever said that to me, I tell them to shut up. Like it goes away. Your mind just goes blank and you're just like, oh my God, I can't, but like, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. And so like as confident and outgoing and outspoken as you can be, when you're put in the situation, you're just like, uh. Well, the whole thing is, it's like, you don't, even for me, I don't even ever, when I walk into wherever I go for work, I'm never thinking I'm a woman or I yeah. am one of two women, if not one of one woman here. I never really think that until something like that happens and you're suddenly very aware that you're wearing the pants that you're wearing, you're wearing the shoes that you're wearing, your makeup's done mm-hmm. this way and you're like, whoa like did I like what did I do like that's the first thing that yeah like, you're you like, kind why of think of and, it's, and that's super like ruining to your confidence so I, like what my I would want is like even for the men like out there who hear things that make them uncomfortable like 
just be like, dude, that's not cool. I mean, easier said than done, but still like if you, like I said earlier, like if you want to be like on the clout train of like, yeah, women in sports are awesome. On the like, clout train. <laughs> like, but you're not going to say anything. Like, yeah. I hope that all the people who have said nice things after all of this came out and have taken a stand with women in sports and supporting women outside of sports and in sports, supporting women in general. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that they stay true to that. And when push comes to shove, they can actually stand up and do the right thing that I don't mean stand up and tell somebody to buzz off, but I mean like stand up and be like, like pull someone to the side and be like the way you said that even like you didn't hear it but everyone else heard it come out of your mouth that's a little out of line like, and also so I would work on that yeah and like two things before I think I want like let's get to like the more productive of like what what do we do how do we move forward part of the conversation mm -hmm. is that one like sexual assault cases very rarely end with the assaulter being with having go gone through any sort of punishment for their crime. So let's just like get that one thing out when people are like, tell the police, like, why don't you go to the cops? It doesn't, I'm sorry, we all know what happened with Brock Turner. He served three months in prison for violently raping someone while she was unconscious. So let's all take stock in the fact that these things more often than not, A, go unnoticed, and B, when they are noticed, there are no consequences for these actions. Men aren't fired. Men aren't reprimanded. Men aren't arrested for these crimes. And, like, I'm not saying, like, it just really, like, there's very rarely any sort of consequence for something that is so heinous as sexual assault. It just, it very rarely happens. So acknowledge that. Take stock in that. Remember that. Um, and then I think we all need to do better. So like, I think let's, on a more positive note of this, how do we move forward? How do we be better? Yeah. And I have so, some, like, we've rambled, but yeah, I have a little bit of advice. I think. Us sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So like, I know we did a lot of rambling and we got a little heated and a little upset over that the fact that this is happening. And so how I'm do we sweating. move forward? I'm sweating a lot too. <laughs> so Here's my little statement of, like, how do we prevent this from happening? Um, a, support women in sports. Read what women write. Watch things they make. Don't write someone off because, or their credentials because they're a woman. Um, B, call out your friends when your friends say something offensive. That goes for all things. Wait, that was all A? <laughs> no, no, we're on B now. We're on B. Um, <laughs> Call your friends out when they say something offensive. That just doesn't go for women in sports. That goes for everything. Like, hold your friends accountable for their actions and the things they say. And now, here's the, the yes. big thing of that that I want to say. If someone says something offensive about women in sports or about anything, don't only call your friends out when there are women around. Call them out if they say something in private to you. Just because no one heard it doesn't mean it's not creating a culture of toxic masculinity, making... It's very difficult for women in sports. That's where it like kind of starts is not just things people say out loud or they, that they say to women, things they say to you in private, things they say when you're just hanging out and you're being friends. Don't let your friends say offensive things and think that it's okay because it's not. And, and you ma never maybe they know don't know. Call them out and teach them. Yeah. Sorry. I'm teach just... them. And it's like, you never know who's listening because 
tough pill to swallow, guys. Like, some kids really are looking up to you as role models, especially, like, any day, any person is probably a role model of someone else. But, like, especially in sports, like, we have these athletes, we have these people who are on TV that we view them as idols. And, like, I did when I was a kid, and I'm sure there's millions of other younger boys who, like, view these men as idols. And it's, like, if they hear you saying these things and they see you acting this way, it's, like... They think it's okay. Then they think it's okay. And then, like, the... We're just gonna... There's gonna be another Jessica and Lily someday sitting here at 22 when we're friggin' 78, like slugging back wine in our rocking chairs like and these women are going to be talking about the same bs that we're dealing with today and like that and that's like i don't want that to happen and that's a thing of like okay that's what men can do to help stop this problem and a lot of it is men listen to men and that's really unfortunate i'll tell you what i'm not going to stop showing my shoulders people have been telling me that for years (laughs) and i'm never going to stop showing off my shoulders but then and then on what the what we jess and i or other women in sports can do is uh, the obvious uplift each other be supportive of each other like that's the only way we get hire more women and hire more women find them people always say there's not enough women applying you have to go out and seek them out Find them because they're out there and they are, there are women that will be fantastic coaches. They'll be fantastic. And like, I'd like to differ. Like I've applied for a lot of jobs out there. Like I'm a they're woman like, who There's needs no a one job. in the candidate pool. And they're like, uh, I don't know. We're in like an economic crisis. I'm sure there's plenty of women in the candidate pool. <laughs> Miss me with that excuse. All right. Yeah. But so seriously, hire women, have women on your hiring committees, have women in positions of power that are making decisions because that's women in HR. Like, yeah. And support each other, like be there for each other, uplift each other, because we want to live in a world where this has to be the last podcast about people's sexual harassment experiences in the workplace. But it's not going to be. And it's like, not going to be, but hopefully we get okay, to a place. but I guess I can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we get to a place where, and Jess has said this a lot, and I'm going to give her credit for this, where she keeps saying like, she wants to make a world where someone can look up to her and not have to worry about being sexually harassed in their place of work i'm a badass loudmouth for everyone that will come after me and so i think just again like support each other call people out on their toxic behaviors educate them you don't have to be mean about it you don't have to be like hey that was messed up be like hey what you said isn't okay i'm only mean when i'm having a bad day (laughs) that was not a not okay thing to say i understand you might have thought of it as a joke however people take it seriously and it's a very serious thing to say and then it perpetuates perpetuates like a culture where that, like, sexual assault and sexual harassment happen the, the best way, like, people can't say jokes over text it's like the tone of it yeah. is what made it not a joke and i'll be honest like one of the best i i'll never forget this one time a male friend of mine made some joke and i don't i don't remember if like people didn't take it well or like or if people did or whatever but he late came to me later that day and said hey i just want to check with you was that not okay for me to say i don't remember how it how it went out i honestly don't really remember exactly what the joke was but rotten tomatoes thrown i don't the thing is is like i don't totally remember i just remember that like he made a joke i i I don't remember being offended by it to be honest so it might not have been like an offensive thing to say but he came to me later and was like was that a messed up thing for me to say and i was like wow you're even questioning that like maybe it wasn't but you want to make sure and like you're learning and like so like that's the other thing ask questions like if you don't know if something's going to be taken the right way as a joke or not, like ask somebody, like people will tell you. So 
I'm, I'm going to be done rambling for now. I'm just going to keep saying like support women in sports, support each other. Be wise. The last thing I do want to say on this topic. Read a lot. Just keep reading. Yes, Jess, you On the note of hiring other women, when this all came out and Dan Snyder said, I want to begin a new culture, or was it Ron Riviera that said that with the hiring? They want to start a new era and forget all the bad things that they've done as if, like, we're living in a fantasy world where that just freaking happens, right? Whatever. I thought it was a load of BS and I just rolled my eyes and closed my phone. When I read it, I was like, ew, thanks for nothing. And then today, uh, Washington's NFL team hired former NBC Sports Washington anchor, Julia Donaldson. Um, She's going to be the new vice president of media and their game day radio voice, one of the game day radio voices. And She's taking, I guess she's not taking over the position that Larry Michael had. He's like, she's not doing play by play, but she's basically replacing him after he got like booted the hell out of there. Uh, after everyone realized he was uh, disgusting with a capital D. Um, she's the first full-time member of an NFL team's radio booth. And that's just what I mean. Like that kind of gave me some credit. Cause then it's like, okay, then she's in charge of hiring Larry Michael's replacement. She's in charge of all these people where she could set the standard because guess what she's a woman but she's the fucking boss and she is gonna set the tone for the way all this is gonna go down and just having a woman in such high position there is like she'll be the woman who's sitting in a room of men saying like no we're not gonna freaking do that because like that's just no we're not gonna do it like that's kind of like sexist like a little weird I don't want any part of it like whatever so that is the type of thing that like makes me feel good inside so it's like i think like just in summation believe women support women and be nice to everybody and don't say messed up things you can be funny just don't be like gross you can be funny and not be offensive i think that that people just don't get that sometimes people are like oh no one can take a joke anymore no i can take jokes i don't want to hear your offensive jokes because that's just not funny they weren't funny anyways so Believe women, support women, be kind to one another. This has been a kind of bonus episode of Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. Any closing remarks, Jess? It's never just sports. It's never just sports. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with a little bit more of a regular episode soon. And thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Do some reading, do some thinking, some reflecting, all of that. Maybe yoga. And yeah, and I guess we'll see you guys later. So have a good one. Later.